Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of Creator Spotlight Season 2 from The Interface. Creator Spotlight is our series where we talk to creators about what they make and do and how they got started. Today I'm joined by Jerry Schluz. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Forgive me for that. It- Close. Schultz. Okay. Schultz. Okay. <laughs> so Jerry Schultz, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I, I am nervous. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. Thank you. Yeah, not doing too badly. But yeah, um, no, it's really good to have you on the show. I've been watching your videos for quite a while now. Uh, the the first video I watched of yours was actually the um, the iMac when it came out, the iMac twenty four inch, the orange one. Okay. So yeah, because uh, I was looking to buy one at the time, and I've and that's what I'm using for this recording. So um, oh, fantastic! So really good. So um, so just... my video helped you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Helped you decide which one to buy. Yeah. So yeah, all good. Awesome. Um, Very cool. Which one did you end up getting? I ended up getting the blue one. Um, I did. Okay. I was sort of on the ledge about like, sort of getting a yellow one because I quite like yellow. So. Um, but, nice. <laughs> uh, but no, I got the blue one in the end. It looks quite nice, so I'm quite happy with it. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So just a little bit about yourself. So, you, for people that might not know, you do tech videos on YouTube, basically, and sort of focusing on Macs and Apple stuff. So, how long have you been doing that for? So I started the channel in the fall of 2019, um, okay. but I didn't actually start with the plan to be focused on tech. Um, I kind of wanted to just talk about the general crap that I buy, you know, just (laughs) daily stuff I buy off Amazon to solve one tiny little issue at my house. And it just kind of slowly evolved uh, over to what people were more interested in, it seemed, um, which was more of the technology side. And then that just kind of filtered a little bit more to be a little bit more Apple focused. Yeah, fair enough. Um, There's a lot of stuff. So you've covered a lot of the the new stuff that was announced recently from the Apple event uh, last, when was that? Last, about a month ago now. Jeez, it's gone quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff on that. So have you, so have you, um, I see you've got the MacBook 15 inch. Is that a laptop you decided on using day to day or? The, the Yeah, so the MacBook Air, the 15 inch MacBook Air, um, I'm actually using it right now for this podcast. Huh, um, okay. I, yeah, it, it's great that Apple's released a, you know, a larger, lower cost, laptop, I guess, you know, a laptop that's larger, that doesn't cost $2,500. I'm still kind of torn on whether or not it's a good laptop, I guess. Um, Just the specs in it just feel, they feel dated at this point. And I I think I've talked about that in some of my videos as well, Um, where eight and 250 or yeah, eight and 256 just seems like, um, it's out of touch with 2023 and for the cost. Uh, I think we should definitely see 16 gigabytes probably as a minimum really soon uh, since it wasn't this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, I, uh, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, a little, yeah, I, I picked up the 13 inch. So it's, it's essentially the same computer, isn't it? The 13 inch MacBook. Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah. So it's uh, just, just yeah. bigger. Um, yeah, I was, I was quite happy that they announced that because I've, I've, well, I've seen a few 16 inch MacBook Pros. I've I've had friends to use them and then think, oh, but it's such a mm-hmm. big size. It's such nice for traveling. But um, no, that's, that's really good. So I don't, I'd imagine that off-sale pretty well. And it's quite, it's relatively inexpensive for a MacBook, isn't it? So pretty good. Uh, yeah, the the new price on the 13-inch. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah, That's pretty cool that they dropped the price to what, oh, yeah. $10.99. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was nice. That that makes it a little bit more palatable. And then you can get it on sale for $9.99 a lot of times from Amazon and other places. So that makes it an even better deal. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so we just jumping back a little bit. So we touched on, you touched mm-hmm. briefly on how you got started into YouTube. So it was never sort of the idea to sort of 
do it as often as you are or was it just a hobby sort of thing to start with because that's usually how things start like that <laughs> yeah it was definitely a hobby and the best way i can explain it is actually uh gary from the everyday dad have you seen his channel i think so. a lot of, i think so laptop yeah. reviews i think so uh at one point i don't remember if it was a podcast he was on or something but he said he started the YouTube channel because his wife was tired of him talking about tech or something like that. <laughs> uh, and that's, you know, kind of a great way to say it um, because, you know, I wanted to talk about this stuff. Nobody in my household was really interested in it and I needed some kind of outlet. You know, I talked to people at work, but uh, um, this just gave me another way to talk about tech or just the things I buy in general when I started um, that nobody else really cared about. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So what was the, what was the very first thing you reviewed on your channel if you can remember yeah oh i remember it's actually not on the channel anymore uh, mm. once i started pivoting more towards tech i took it down but uh it was actually for a pool skimmer so you know the, the little net that you use to clean the pool yeah, yeah. you know is really just kind of a trial video to see if i could get through the process and oh, get yeah. through the video editing and kind of figure out the youtube interface and that kind of stuff so it was kind of a review about this fine mesh uh pool net um but uh, it ended up being a couple of minutes long. And I remember it me, I remember it taking me like something got off of like 15 hours to edit. And this was on, uh, I think, Premiere Pro okay. uh, at the time. I was using an all-in-one PC and uh, it was painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I might, have to, I might have to put that back on my channel as like a private and just kind of post it to uh, you know, my community yeah, feed yeah, yeah. just to see uh, if anybody cares. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too sure what happens with a video if you if you've had it private for so long and you republish it. I'm not too sure what happens with the the stat. Does it become a new video? That's quite a yeah. Yeah, I actually took it down uh, okay. a while ago, so it would have to be a new post. Yeah, but I probably wouldn't make it a public one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I did the same. So um, this podcast I started last year was the sort of the very first like I want to say like professional time I started uh, sort of more serious starting doing video on on YouTube. I started I did my very first video probably 2015 just reviewing like an Apple TV. Okay. Wow. So I just thought of, um, I just got, I just took them all down because they were sort of quite embarrassing. But as soon as I started doing it, <laughs> as soon as I doing, started doing it um, properly again. Um, but definitely, yeah. It's, it's interesting looking back at some of your first stuff. It's... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I can go back two months ago and be embarrassed about a video. So <laughs> uh, I don't think it ever gets old. Hopefully, uh, I'm improving in one way or another as time goes on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's something that... you. You're not too sure that it's happening, but if you mm -hmm. look back at something from like six months ago, if you're doing videos regularly and think that at the time you thought, oh, that's great. But you look back and think, oh, I could have done that better. But it, it's it's like a subconscious thing that you just improve, improve. Your brain picks up things mm -hmm. over time, I think, especially with editing. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Editing is definitely not my strong suit uh, right now. Um, okay. I've gone through different editing programs, but I don't know if we're going to get to that. But uh, yeah, uh, um, it's uh, it's something that confuses me, even though I do it all the time, because mm -hmm. I'm not sure what I want to do to make it better or how I can use it to tell my story. Uh, I'm still trying to actually figure out everything. Uh, I don't know exactly what I'm doing after <laughs> three years. <laughs> what, what do you use for editing? Do you use Final Cut Pro or? Yeah, yeah, I currently use Final Cut Pro. Um, a couple months ago, I went back to Premiere for a couple of videos because I tried to do a, um, uh, I tried a uh, outsourced editor uh, for a couple of videos just to see what that kind of looked like, and it 
didn't go well. So oh, I'm back to okay. Final Cut. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's um. So I've. As I, yeah, as I said, I've been doing videos for about a year now, and it's still. I know it's not very long, but it's just it's like like yourself. It still confuses me in certain areas. That like. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know how to put all the bits together. But I'm still learning over. I think there's just so much to it because Final Cut Pro they use that for proper movies and stuff. So there's obviously more to mm-hmm. it under the skin. Um, it took me ages to work out how to add, like, well, it sounds really stupid, how to add proper like text annotations because they're all really weird in Final Cut Pro. So I managed to find plugins yeah. and things for it. So just it's a big learning curve, uh, definitely. So yeah, yeah, it's funny like going back and you know like we were saying watching mm-hmm. old videos. Like the gaps between my cuts, like, you know, I stop talking and then there's a long pause and then there's a cut and then there's a pause and right. then I start talking. Right. So just those little things that you learn over time about where to cut your videos. So things flow a little bit more seamless mm-hmm. without having awkward silent parts. But yeah. Well, then you, you could go too far. You could cut it too much and it becomes like this cut, 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 cut sort of thing. Like, yeah, it comes really this weird. guy doesn't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really strange. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like there's a. It's a, as I said, massive learning curve with with YouTube, but um, you you seem to have grown the channel really well. So it's got a, a decent amount of subscribers, which is um, which is good. Is it is it a full time thing or? It is not. Okay. This is still kind of a, a little side gig, if you will. Yeah, I still you know have a regular regular job that's mm-hmm. uh, I manage uh, like twelve or thirteen IT folk. Um, systems engineers, storage engineers, um, data center admins. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's my full-time job. And I do this, you know, nights and weekends and whatever I can find time, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the, the interface, the website behind this podcast, isn't my full-time gig either, but I do mm-hmm. content creation on the side. So I sort of, no, sorry, do content creation, full-time job, making videos for another company. And then I sort of each, the hobby and the job sort of feed into each other, which is really nice. Um, so I sort of learn from each bit, which is, which is, helpful so oh yeah it makes it convenient then you know you can work on the other one and they might not know because you're just making videos (laughs) well yeah (laughs) (laughs) um just a little bit about sort of sort of jump topics a little bit but uh going back to Mm -hmm. wwdc so um this year was the first year i didn't actually cover the apple event this year because i I sort of felt that there's so much stuff about it i just couldn't well i couldn't be bothered but i didn't didn't particularly want to cover it this year um but I definitely sort of followed along with what was announced. What do you think about all the stuff that was announced earlier this month? There's a bunch uh, of stuff. Well, yeah. Um, I was kind of in the middle of other things during WWDC, uh, but obviously I you know, read up. Uh, I think there's a lot of great updates coming to uh, Mac OS and iOS and iPad OS, um, but I'm not sure how great they really are. I mean, <laughs> off the top of my head, I can't even think of some of the features right now. Obviously I think of uh, multitasking on iPad and, but I played around with that and I didn't seem to feel any real difference with uh, stage manager. Oh, okay. Uh, and of course the biggest thing is, you know, the vision uh, OS and yeah, yeah. Apple vision pro. When it comes to something well, the first thing I can think of with iOS is like offline maps. That's like, to me, that's, the, oh, yeah. that's the biggest thing for me. That was the first thing I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I did with the beta. Yeah. Uh, good point. Yeah. Cause it, it comes to something if, if, the OS isn't becoming as exciting as it once was. Just little life improvements are the biggest thing for you. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, but yeah. Yeah, I, I am interested in 
Vision Pro mm -hmm. uh, quite a bit to try it out. I, more just a general curiosity, really. Uh, I've never really been interested in like VR headsets no. for gaming. Same. It's just not something that appeals to me. But I have a number of issues with how Apple's presenting the Vision Pro as a workplace tool um, where people are walking around the workplace with this thing on their head. Yeah. And then you have, you know, glowing eyes so that people can see you. Like, I just don't see that happening. And I also don't see people sitting around for eight hours a day on video calls for work and showing presentations. Um, I, I think the, the main draw to this is going to be entertainment. Like, you know, with most things, it's going yeah. to be watching movies and maybe playing some games if, you know, that is a much better experience than other ones on the market right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, I am very curious to try it and just see what the latency feels like yeah. as you move your head around and see how uh, it interacts with the actual world around you. So really, really curious yeah. about that. I'm I'm tempted not to be too skeptical because of how skeptical people have been before about other Apple, mm -hmm. Apple things which have been really popular. So until, I think until we try it, we don't think we should be too too skeptical about it. But uh, the first time I heard about using a Mac with the Vision Pro, you can use it like an extension of the mm -hmm. display. I think, oh, that'd be so cool for video editing because you could sort of get a, a huge screen to edit on without having to get a bigger monitor. It'd be quite cool, but we shall see how that works. Yeah, I'm really curious if that's going to be just the regular Mac Final Cut Pro app, or somehow there's a divergence or a collaboration with the uh, you know iPad OS version. Um, oh yeah, because if you're just using the Mac version, right, as uh, you're using the Vision Pro as a Mac display, it's just probably just the Mac version, right? Yeah, you're yeah. using a keyboard and a mouse or trackpad. Uh, but maybe there's some other kind of controls with that that you don't need to use your Mac for. So. Uh, would it just be the iPad version or would it be something else entirely? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Have you used the iPad version of Final Cut Pro at all? I haven't. I oh. was really excited to try it out. And then I had some work stuff. The day it came out, I, I was busy. I couldn't get to it. And the next day, I <laughs> saw all the, all the reviews. Oh, no. I was like, eh, maybe it's not worth my time right now. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the iPad I've got can't run it. But um, Oh, no. So, But I think... I'm not sure. I prefer sitting down in front of a computer to edit, edit video, but, but yeah. Yeah. So I did. Uh, so I started off with Premiere Pro mm -hmm. on a Windows PC when I started the channel. And then I actually did switch to iPad as kind of my primary device for almost two years. Okay. And so I was using LumaFusion Pro for quite a while, or LumaFusion, uh, for quite a while to edit a lot of my videos. Um, and at that point, I was actually using all iPhones and iPads to do the recording and stuff. So it was pretty, yeah. it was pretty cool. I actually enjoy that experience. I, I like being able to sit on the couch with an iPad and edit. But I ran into a lot of limitations at the time with uh, LumaFusion. So that's when I switched over to Final Cut Pro. The one thing I do use the iPad for productivity-wise is um, this is one of three podcasts I've got. So the, this one's a video podcast and the other ones are two audio only. And I actually edit the audio ones on the, on the iPad using something called Ferrite. It's like a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's like a very focused way to edit podcasts. And you can, what I do is I set it down with the Mac, and then I can use the, um, what do you call that feature? Is it continuity to, or the, the fact you can use the keyboard and mouse with both machines at the same time and drag, drag things between mm -hmm. the two. I think that's called continuity, isn't it? Um, I keep wanting to say air display. Oh, universal, <laughs> but that's not right. Universal control. Yeah, universal control. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I find that really cool because I can take screenshots and things on the Mac and then drag them over mm -hmm. to the iPad and and do the different things. So I find that really cool. But uh, that's the only thing I really use it for. 
simply yeah. because yeah i used know. ferrite for a while to help edit the audio uh, ah. at the time i think i learned about ferrite from christopher lawley uh, another youtuber okay focuses mostly on ipad yeah yeah now a friend of mine does podcasts so he as soon as he found out i was using final cut pro to what's he yeah to edit the audio the video version and export it audio wise it was a huge file and i said to him why is it so big he said you need to use some proper podcasting tool because <laughs> it's gonna be massive files and so i was like oh okay <laughs> There's, there's a lot as it coming back like going back to the video stuff there's a lot of stuff that you learn about doing things yeah crazy <laughs> yeah yeah never stop I, I at least i don't no uh, yeah i don't think there's there's probably nothing that's 100 percent same between my videos whether it's how i'm editing or um huh, you know yeah. how i'm editing the audio or how i'm you know just whatever there's always something that's different yeah i think i was worried that that was the same in mind because i noticed some of the audio levels aren't quite the same i was thinking is that a big problem should the audio levels be exactly the same between all of them um and different styles different i've always experimented with things i, I don't think it matters that much um yeah so yeah it's a uh, audio was definitely the trickiest part oh yeah for me um trying to figure out you know i went through a bunch of different microphones and for the last year plus i've been kind of using this uh Sennheiser MKH 417 or whatever it is. And uh, I think that gives my voice so far out of the ones I've tried kind of the most natural sound. Mm -hmm. uh, but then editing, I've used Final Cut Pro. I've tried to use uh, Adobe Audition and Logic and other things just to try and, you know, normalize some of the frequencies, get rid of some of the crap, get rid of some of the echo. Mm -hmm. And uh, so right now I'm using just a couple of built-in parts of Final Cut Pro to uh, equalize and then remove some of the, uh, the lower sounds. Uh, but I've tried everything and I'm going to keep trying because I'm still not exactly happy with it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. I can, I messed up mm. a video a while ago where I had, I didn't even think about it. I had the, um, audio game right up. And as soon as I put it on YouTube, I could it was just sort of distorted, but I, yeah. <laughs> That's a video. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've messed up audio. I've, uh, not recorded audio dirt, like <laughs> recorded a whole, you know, a roll shot, uh, that, you know, took an hour or hour plus to oh, do man. and ended up not having the microphone connected. Uh, so now I'm trying to like, make sure I have redundancy. So in the camera that I have up above mm -hmm. here, uh, I have a, uh, a road microphone on it too. So right. it's not just the built-in microphone on that camera. Yeah. So if, my main audio for some reason is messed up. I can pull it off of this one up here. So I like having a backup. I even thought about, should I start using a lavalier mic too? Because I'll, I'll start going overboard when I have issues yeah. trying to figure out a way to have it not happen again. Yeah. So what I, I tend to use a, a lavalier mic, um, for a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, just click on your t-shirt, whatever. It's quite cool. But mm -hmm. do you, so here's a question. Do you, with the audio, do you, um, like with a Rode microphone, do you have the microphone plugged into the camera and then when you export the file, the audio and the video comes out of one file or do you record them separately and then you have to sync it up in post? Yeah, so right now I record directly to the video file. So okay. this guy right here is connected to an XLR input connected to my Sony a7 IV. Um, and so it's, it's directly in there. And then up here, this is just a non-powered uh, video micro go or whatever. Yeah. And it's plugged right into the camera with a 3.5 millimeter Yep. Jack, um, I have in the past used uh, like an external recorder, like the Zoom F6. Mm -hmm. um, and because I really wanted to, because I sucked at audio, <laughs> uh, I wanted to try the 32-bit uh, the float audio so that I didn't have to worry about the levels. Right. And I could you know, adjust them without any loss inside Final Cut Pro. 
So I did that for a while. Uh, but every now and then I would have weird sync issues when I synced up the audio mm. with the video. So that's why I'm where I am now with the audio directly into the camera again yeah. to avoid that. Yeah, I'm just starting to get into um, so I'm just starting to get into car reviews. And when you're doing the interior shots, I tend to have two cameras now. And getting the audio synced up, so I, I haven't caught quite the, I haven't quite figured out the time coding on cameras yet. So I just do a clap, okay. I do a clap, and then sync them together. Mm-hmm. And maybe like 10, 15 minutes afterwards, there's a, a very, very slight um, separation between camera one and camera two. But when you're okay. when you're um, when you're watching it back and turn off turn off the audio on one of them, it doesn't, it's not noticeable. So I'm not really sure how to how to get that working yet. But that's something to, yeah. something to learn. <laughs> Yeah, that's the the biggest reason I switched away from Premiere Pro at the time is because I was recording with iPhones and because iPhones record in a variable bit rate, I would always have audio issues at some point in the video. At some point, the video and the audio would be so far off, there was nothing I could do about it. I couldn't get them synced. Uh, Like I said, I tried Audition and other things to fix it. And that's one of the main reasons I switched over because Premiere Pro back in 2019... 2020 didn't really like the files coming out of the iphone okay right yeah i tend to use um uh, dji equipment so i've got a dji pocket 2 with the gimbal built in and then i've got dji's version of the gopro so the action 3 it's called um and they seem to work they seem to work pretty well actually uh, there's a big learning curve with all the color stuff because with an iphone you just turn it on and it's it's good to go but <laughs> yeah 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 color is a whole nother <laughs> thing and I, I i am actually shooting uh, in S log three now for my videos. And I mean, this is, I've been doing this for three years. I just kind of figured that out about six months ago. <laughs> so, uh, that's another thing that took a really long time for me to figure out. Is that, uh, is that sort of, um, recording in where well, it's all washed out and you have to fix it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. Very flat profile. Yeah. And so when you're done, you bring up all the, you know, all the colors and you know, yeah. the highlights and the shadows and all that. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. I haven't quite figured that out yet. I did try it and it's like, uh, no, no, not really, not really ready for that. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. I think I've probably watched at least a hundred videos on, uh, grading S log three footage. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I tried to make it natural. Uh, for a while I was trying to go for kind of, you know, the cinematic, yep. you know, some kind of moody, moody vibe. And I've kind of settled on, I just want things to look like they're supposed to yeah. look or like they look like in real life. Well, so. it looks really good. So I tried so. to be as natural as possible. Yeah. I think it looks really good. So, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, just a, we're gonna get onto. I noticed there was a video you published a while ago about um, you had it was it didn't get many views, which was but it had it was about RSI in your arm. Now mm-hmm. I've had I've had that recently. Uh, every, again, about every six months or so. That was quite an interesting topic because I've not really heard many people talk about it in video form anyway. Um, what was what was that like? Because that's ex- excruciating when it when it's. Yeah, it was. And I still suffer from it a little bit, but essentially for everybody listening, uh, for more than two years, I had this pain in my elbow that radiated down my arm and into my hands to where I could barely grab things like like doing this, holding up this can yeah. of soda water was painful and sometimes difficult. Like I would have to almost hold it with two hands so I wouldn't drop it. Like moving, moving covers off of me or moving my pillow at night is, oh, no. is just excruciating. There yeah. was nothing I could do that wasn't causing pain in my arm or elbow. So I, I went to uh, orthopedic surgeons and I went to hand specialists and I did uh, physical therapy on it all for 
years. And um, finally, it started going away. Hmm. And the one big change that I had made before that happened is I actually switched from using an external mouse Mm -hmm. on the side to using just the trackpad and keyboard right in front of me. So using a laptop um, instead of a mouse on the side. And so what it looks like is just that side motion all day off to the side Mm -hmm. was putting enough stress on my elbow that was causing me excruciating pain. Uh, So ever since I switched to using a laptop primarily as my regular daily driver and using the uh, trackpad in front of me, that pain has gone away about 90, 95%. That's decent. So it's so much better. Yeah. And I, and there was, um, that video was about some of those, uh, tools that you can get kind of like, to have a laptop like set up yeah, yeah. without using a laptop. So there's like trays where you can put in the Apple magic keyboard and magic trackpad and use it like a laptop. <laughs> so I was trying out some of those as well because, you know, I, I'd love to go back to an iMac. I'd love to go back to, you know, a Mac studio. Uh, but you know, with having to use external devices or a regular mouse on the side, mm-hmm. it was going to cause me pain. Yeah, so definitely. now I have a solution. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mine was more typing. Yeah. So if I did too much typing in one day, then it would be on, this this part of the arm so yeah it, yeah yeah it's painful and it, it's really hard to figure out i mean yeah, yeah. It, it, it's rough I, I did everything i could to try and figure it out like i they did a uh, i can't remember what it's called now but where they they withdraw blood yeah and they spin it and separate the platelets and then inject the platelets back into my elbow huh. and that was probably the most painful thing i've ever experienced <laughs> and it did nothing yeah it sounds awful yeah <laughs> Yeah, I thought I'd mention that because it's it's an important thing that not many people talk about, and it's for those who have it, it's, it's awful. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm always aware now. Like I, I've been on a computer since you know I was fifteen, sixteen, <laughs> and so my posture is definitely not great. I'm always kind of aware of that, and I'm always trying to sit back and kind of you know uh, bring my shoulders back, or I have a standing desk, right? And I raise it up, so I try to be aware of my body because. Uh, if you're not, you're going to run into issues. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, moving away from tech a little bit. So it's kind mm. of tech, but um, I noticed there was a video you published. It's about a year ago now. talking about you powered your house off a F-150, which was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I found that really cool. Yeah. Yeah. When I first saw the thumbnail and I watched it the other day, um, I thought, oh, yeah, he's got the lightning, the, the electric truck. But it wasn't, was it? It was a, mm. it was a, di- like a uh, diesel or petrol truck. So. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an F one fifty Ford F one fifty Power Boost truck. So it's a full hybrid ah, truck. Right. Um, so it's got a I think a 40, uh, 40 horsepower electric engine, and then it's got the gas engine. Mm-hmm. And just like the Lightning, it's got a generator built into the back of the bed, and so I can run that into my house to power my house. I installed a sub panel yep. and moved everything that I would want onto that sub panel, and then the truck could power it. Um, and it works ex- extremely well. Yeah. Um, and I got it after we had some major storms a couple of years ago here in Texas in, uh, during the winter and we lost power for like a week mm. and when it was like really, really cold out. And I was like, I don't want to go through that again. So that's why I got that truck. And then of course, since then we haven't lost power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always the way. Yeah. If yeah. you, uh, yeah. is it, I guess you got that before the lightning was out. I think the lightning m- might have been announced, but I don't think it was out at that point. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But what's nice about that too, because 
it's a generator, but it's really quiet. So mm. I don't know if you've seen like portable generators uh-huh, or yeah. whole house generators. Yeah. They're pretty loud. They yeah. sound like a lawnmower or something. Uh, but this thing ran most of the time with the engine off, just using the the built-in oh. you know, hybrid battery. Right. And then the engine would turn on and off as needed just to kind of recharge the battery internally, uh, which was much quieter than a generator. Yeah, yeah pretty cool. Yeah, well, I guess would you would you consider looking at the Lightning once you need a new vehicle? Because we 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 cover a lot of electric vehicles on yeah. on the interface. So, yeah, absolutely. So we have a Mustang Mach E right oh, now. Lovely. Uh, that's my wife's car. She got it a little more than a year ago. And uh, yes, I absolutely want a Lightning. Actually, my truck was in the shop for about a month, and for two weeks they gave me a Lightning <laughs> <laughs> as a loaner vehicle. Right. Okay. And uh, and. It was stupid fast. I mean, this thing was faster than our Mach-E. Like, oh, really? Definitely. And our Mach-E is the uh, all-wheel drive extended range, so it's it's pretty pretty uh, pretty fast. But even the Lightning was faster, and that just like something that big and heavy probably shouldn't move that fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find it interesting because it's not a vehicle that's going to come here uh, to the UK. So, but we I did. Oh, really? I did. Okay. Well, the, that size truck just didn't. They don't put it on sale here. Even the Rivian, no. yeah. even the Rivian's not on sale here. So. Uh, it's quite funny. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Well, so I was I was in France or uh, Paris and London. Ah, I did uh, see, yeah. Uh, a month or two ago. Yeah. And last month. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing I did mention to my wife is like, man, there are no trucks here. And then of course I said that, and then I started seeing some you know Ford Rangers. Oh yeah. Uh, or trucks that size. So I'm surprised there's no Rivians. Yeah, that's the biggest truck we've got, really, the Ford Ranger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and even yeah. they look big in our car parking spaces, which is quite funny. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ranger was always my first love. That was my first vehicle that I ever wanted. And it was the second vehicle I got. And I've owned two of them. And ever since, like every, every time I see one on the road, especially since they brought them back to the US a couple of years ago, yeah. I want one. But <laughs> every time I think about it, it's just too small. Because we do a lot of uh, home improvement or we go to the beach. Yeah. Right? I just, I need that space in the back of the truck and Ranger's just not enough anymore. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, it's always cool looking at yeah. the differences between cars and us and the uk it's massive massive difference it's mm. quite funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's one of the one of the things i want to look at is um or you just we discussed what you used to edit but one thing i always ask people is have you got any advice for anyone looking to get into youtube because there's some people which have to pick up everything they have to pick up all the knowledge from the start sort of by themselves and that's think so it's where so that's where a lot of people start from they have to pick up everything themselves you've got mm-hmm. from that your time doing youtube have you got any advice for anyone looking to start or yeah it's um it's not easy after three years um but it's not going to get easier if you don't just start right i mean <laughs> there's that channel their slogan is you know just hit record um and that's true right i started with just my iphone i think it was an 11 pro at the time I used that to record my videos and the videos were not great. And the lighting was not great. And the audio was not great. Nothing about that was great, but it started, right? Nobody's going to see your first 10, 15, 20 videos, but that's the time where you, you start learning the process mm-hmm. and how to make videos. And you just use what you got, right? I started just um, doing reviews about stuff that I was buying off Amazon for random junk, like the pool skimmer yep. or things I already had, like, like, uh, you know, an iPhone charger. Um, I just started reviewing the things that I had. Um, and then when Apple would come out with something new, if I was able to afford it, you know, I might pick one up and do some reviews and talks about that. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's really just starting somewhere and forgetting about being embarrassed. Don't worry about, oh my God, am I going to sound right or look right? Or how's this video going to come out? People are going to hate it. It doesn't matter. Most people are not going to see it. Um, so like I said, that's the time you, you just learn the process. Yep. Um, and that's the only way to start. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting because there's a, so there's a lady I had on the podcast last year. She reviews cars and even like three or four years into it, she just she still uses her iPhone because it's just easier mm-hmm. and it, the videos still look really good. Um, and then there's one guy who I spoke to last year. He doesn't edit his videos. He just shoots on his phone, stops and just uploads up and it's, it does really <laughs> well. And it's quite funny how the difference is. You could spend hours and hours and hours editing uh, for like a few people to see it. And like, you're right. You just, just, just do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I could be one of those people that can just talk about a topic for 10 minutes straight (laughs) and then make three cuts and then upload it. But that's just not me. Right. I, most of the time I script out my videos Okay. and even that can take 35, 45, you know, an hour to record and then multiple hours to cut that up because I mess things up. Even if I have a script right in front of me, I'll read the same thing over and over and over 18 times until I get it right. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I wish I could be like that. You know, tech odyssey is another channel. Uh, he just uses the front facing camera of his iPhone. He just talks for like 10 minutes straight and he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be, uh, that efficient. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've never scripted anything actually. I just, if I don't say it right, I just stop and it's like, just pause for like five seconds. So I've got a place mm-hmm. to cut it and just start talking again. Um, yeah, it, it, that tends to be easier. If I try and script it, I think it, becomes a bit weird um (laughs) yeah yeah and i've been playing with unscripted videos over the last year um probably about half of the videos in the last year have been unscripted okay um so i'm not sure i I think i probably need something more in the middle where i have a really locked down like outline that i can follow um so i can get away from full scripting Mm -hmm. if i don't have to to kind of save time yeah but yeah, you need like a running order of topics. Otherwise, you'll just be like mm-hmm. rambling about stuff for ages. It won't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or I'll be like talking about all the physical attributes of a computer, but then I'll forget, you know, the trackpad or something. I'll start talking about, you know, the screen. And like, oh, yeah, and then the trackpad or, you know, whatever. <laughs> so uh, I'll end up jumping around if I don't have uh, something a little more locked down. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Jerry, for joining me on the Creative Spotlight. It's been really good to talk to you about what you make a do on YouTube. If people want to find out more about what you make it do, where can they find you online? Yeah, uh, the only places really are going to be youtube.com slash Jerry Schultz or uh, Twitter at Jerry Schultz. Awesome. Yeah, links will be in the show notes. Uh, check out what Jerry does. He makes some really, really good content on YouTube. It's definitely worth checking out. Uh, if you want to find more information about the interface, the interface.uk, three different podcasts, interface.uk forward slash podcasts. Go and check that out. Something for everyone. Uh, thanks for joining me and we'll see you again next time. Thank you.